When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock podcast with me, Russell Guyver. I'm going solo in the presenting stakes today, but I do have with me a special guest making his debut. And to give the view from the opposition side, it's Leicester City fan, presenter of um, Leicester Till I Die. It's Chris Forian. Hello, Chris. Hello, Russell. How the devil are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. It's been a pleasure to meet you, just off air and now on air. Um, and looking at your magnificent background there, a genuine one, not a not a, um, a virtual one. Um, lots of Leicester um, memorabilia is on view in the background. You're looking resplendent with it all. Brilliant stuff. Well, one, one likes to make an effort, you know. <laughs> Excellent. And as you were saying just off air, you are a Leicester fan, obviously, but you are in Paul and Dorset, so um, a little bit away from um, from the hub of activity. Um, how do you find that? It must be a bit difficult, I guess, isn't it? It is. I mean, I actually uh, started Leicester till I died about twelve or so years ago. Now, I, I left when I left Leicester when I was twenty-one with my job. Uh, and the funny thing is, I started. I'd, I'd kind of always followed Leicester because. Um, although nobody in my family was a football fan, I, I kind of got into it with my mates um, sort of mid-teens. But when you leave the town, you're looking for sort of... See, I was 21, I was on my own, I went from Leicester to Blackpool, and you, you're looking at things that you can hold on to that remind you of home. And I just... I, I really got into sort of Leicester then, and it has grown over the years and obviously since I started Leicester till I die it, it has gone a little bit silly to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> well why not I mean you yes. can indulge yourself can't you there's nothing wrong with that well I'm, I'm divorced now I mean the first thing I did when, <laughs> when we when we split up was I bought all three shirts for that season you know not 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 that I wanted to but I, but I was able to you know <laughs> I got, got <laughs> My wife wasn't going, well, it's blue again. What do you want to buy it for? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, no comments on that one. I've got similar feelings, I have to say, behind the scenes on that. Um, Yeah, I mean, and and you were in a similar boat to me. You've kind of, you've moved away from 
where you're mm. brought up with the, with the you know with the game as games obviously yeah. on a regular basis uh, an exile as they say um yeah. i've met a lot of people online sort of friends through the years who were in forums and nearly all of those people in that particular forum were exiles of one sort or another albeit they might be just the next county along or something but they were they weren't in sussex and i guess you've got the same thing you probably come across a lot of leicester fans uh, online and, and also maybe even local to where you are, do you as well? Yes, uh, there's, there's a few down here. Um, I mean, since I, I, I started, I've got a website as well, which shameless plug come in, which is leicestertillidie.com. And on there, you can see sort of where people that are a member of Leicester Till I Die on Facebook, where, where they're based. And it is, it's literally these days, it is all over the world. And since also, since we won the sort of Premier League, which you you may know that we won the Premier League. I'm sure we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll mention that a few times. But no, you've got a song about that, haven't you? <laughs> oh, we have, we have. Um, yeah. But no, since we've won that, we obviously came more well known worldwide. And you know, you, 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 I mean, like we know we're bigger in Thailand, which is where our owners are from, than Man United now. <laughs> Excuse me. So yeah, we do get. And, and when I do my, my shows on YouTube. You know, the, the, the guy regularly comes in from America and the guy comes in, you know, if he's up in time, joins us from Australia. Um, it was really just when, when we won the league and I wasn't doing the YouTube channel then, but well, I've got the pod, the, um, the Facebook, the Twitter and the website. And we were getting sort of calls as as uh, as, as sort of, you know, um, as fans that were running running sites from all over the world and you know we'd be doing we'd be doing radio interviews with australian you know uh radio stations american you know i rang up uh, was i was talking to uh lee the guy that does the drums with city and i'm going like any chance you can do me a favor I've, I've said i'd do this new zealand interview on friday and i i can't i'm double booked he said well i'll do that for you but can you do china for me on monday it was um <laughs> It was it was an amazing, amazing 12 months. And it was nice of it to end in the end and we got our lives back. But you know, certainly as, as spreading the word about Leicester, that that yeah. that changed the club completely. That just took us to the another level. Yeah, you've got the combination of you of going in the Premier League raises profiles exponentially anyway i was chatting with the brentford fan billy the b uh, last yeah. week and he was talking about you know he already there was already quite a few scandinavians and people like that were interested but he said it's gone off the scale since promotion we certainly experienced the same yeah. you would have done too yeah but to win the title as well you know as you said and have a tie owners there's two extra elements there which really escalate things don't they and um it's great i think because it, it, it was so unexpected you know, had mm. we stayed up that season, which we weren't, we were favourites to go down. We stayed, yeah. we were bottom longer than any other team that had been bottom and had ever stayed up. Um, you know, it was called the great, the greatest of great escapes. But we stayed up. Had we then maybe gone on to a couple of seasons where we'd finished 10th, 11th, 12th, something like that, before winning it, it wouldn't have been such a story. But because yeah. we'd only just stayed up, We'd got a new manager in, in Claudio who was himself well-known and attracted publicity, and, but who everybody said was going to fail. Um, it, it was just, that was the story. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It, was, it wouldn't have been the same ad we had a couple of years between us. But, hey, you know, it, we, we lived the dream. We lived the dream. Absolutely. There's a couple of things, actually, to mention on that. First of all, we had Gus Poyet at a 
seagulls have a london meeting because i'm a member of that um up here in london and um yeah i remember poet had some kind of he, he was sort of a little bit searingly sarcastic about um claudio ranieri when obviously from his time as, as a player yeah. under him as a manager at chelsea and um i wouldn't say he was completely disparaging but he, he sort of had a, a few kind of underhand comments to make so it's interesting to think he, he didn't think he quite had the credentials to be for the job but clearly you know he's then stepped no, along. nobody did that was the yeah. thing you know i mean I, I was actually writing blogs for metro online at the time and i did one uh, and i've saved it because i can just throw it back in people's faces that <laughs> I, my blog was that nobody wanted claudio he wasn't good enough <coughs> excuse me for the job and yet here was a manager. Yes, he was he just failed miserably with Greece. Um, but then how many club managers don't manage to do it at national level? Um, but you've you'd got a manager, excuse me one second. <coughs> Sorry, I do apologize. Um, you got a manager who had, whilst he hadn't won a title anywhere, he'd got lots of teams promoted. He'd got lots of teams into second and third positions and he'd won cups with teams. And, he'd, you know, so he'd been in the Champions League. Now, this was Leicester. You know, we weren't Man United or Liverpool. So, and I said that if, if Claudio can come in and get us the second or third in the league and into a cup final, we will love him. You know, and, and you know, let's not expect too much. And, of course, he, he, he went and did better than that. But the funny thing is, we went in a way, we went from being the, everybody's favourite second club that season. Unless you were a, a, a Spurs fan, everybody wanted us to win the league, you know. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was the story. We were living, you know, no disrespect, but we were living like, you know, Brighton fans' dreams and uh, yeah. Fulham oh. fans' dreams, you Absolutely, know. Absolutely, yeah. And, but it went completely the other way when we sat Claudio. <laughs> the following season but we you know we we'd actually had we'd actually had a i saw a post uh, an interview and it was on the bbc and this it was being interviewed uh an italian psychologist or something and she said that basically if you look at claudio his success is when you first of all move into a club once hmm. he got into the club and then started to put his own mark on it and bring his own players in he struggles and my God, that was exactly what happened. You know? yeah, yeah. He did struggle. And had we not sacked him, we would have probably gone down that season. Something mm. had happened that, you know, I think, we, I think the players that we bought in, we'd suddenly gone from this band of brothers and, you know, the ragtag free transfers and players that hadn't quite made it to buy in £30 million, you know, players from, from European champions. And it just... It just something just sort of happened, and and maybe maybe we 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 try to do too much too quickly. Possibly so. And I mean, Tim Vickery, the South American football expert, always talks about moments in games, and I think you can have, relatively speaking, moments at clubs, can't you? In terms of things have a certain longevity. They might be very short, maybe very long, but there's a certain shelf life to everything. And oh, yeah. you know, you you got Sean Dyche has just signed a new four year deal. I think it is at Burnley which would take him, I think, to, if my, my calculations would be 13 years if he fulfills that uh, new contract. Yeah. And that seems to be working steadily along for a club that, to be honest, when all said and done, probably not a Premier League-sized club. And they're certainly punching above their weight in general to, to survive that long when so many bigger clubs have, have failed or can't get up or can't stay up. 
Um, well, I lived so, in Burnley for for twenty odd years. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. And, my, and my eldest son could have easily been a Burnley fan. Um, but I did give him the choice. I said, <laughs> oh, no, I did say to him, I said, look, you know, you can support Leicester because your dad supports Leicester. I will understand if you support Burnley because you're born in Burnley and yeah. all your friends at school, you know, well, not the most of them weren't Burnley fans, but I said, you know, you've got that, that link. I said, what you're not going to do is support Man United, Man City, Liverpool or Chelsea just because they're on the TV all the time. And thankfully, he fell on the right side and, and, and is a Leicester fan. But okay. it is true. You do have, I mean, you know, if you look at, I mean, I grew up in, in the 70s and 80s when Liverpool were the big club and they were winning everything. But their time finished and it moved on to Man United, then their time finished. Yeah. So, yes, you, you know, clubs do have times. And everybody laughed at Leicester when our owners took over. Well, we did as well. When our owners took over and said, oh, we're going to be in Europe in five, six years. And we went, yeah, of course we are, sort of thing. And, you know, it we because we didn't know who these guys were coming in from Thailand. And uh, they're just, they were, I mean, they're the best owners ever. But um, it all happened probably sooner than we yeah. thought it would, you know. And but. you said it, it came came unstuck sooner than you thought probably in terms of, you said the managers. Said Sean Dyche lasts a long time, other and that suits Burnley, but I think for other clubs, making the decisions early to change might be the right decision. Your decision to change managers when you did at Leicester probably was, from what you've yeah. said, the right decision. Um, I think your your friends up the road in Nottingham were probably they're changing managers like they change their underwear. Yeah, they've done it yes. again. Our, our old boy Chris Hewton's just been sat this week. Um, I mean, well, has he gone? I know, honest, the, I, I, yeah, I know he's, he's been struggling. Yeah. I know he's. Been, I like Chris Hewton to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, he's, he's a good lad and. Yeah. I mean, he's, he got sacked on Thursday, I think, lunchtime and, uh, or Thursday morning. Um, and, I mean, it was inevitable. That terrible start to the season, pretty unremarkable season last year as well. On the face of it, you think, right decision. But they've had something like 27 managers in 15 years or something. And you think that tells you there's a lot more wrong than Chris Hughton getting his squads wrong on, the, on match days, doesn't it? And he, he's done it with every other club of reasonable size, you know, he's got Newcastle promoted, Norwich promoted, Brighton promoted. Whenever he's had a full season, he's succeeded in that division as a manager yeah. since yeah. he left Tottenham, except at Forest. And I think that's that's more damningly condemnative of, uh, of Forest than it is of, of him himself, isn't it? You know what, though? Uh, and I, I can I can relate to Forest in a little way uh, and, 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 you know, Brighton as well, because we've both been in that situation. We've, we've gone bust twice. We were talking about Derby earlier. I'm sure we will mention it again. <laughs> um, but we, did I laugh out loud then? I'm so sorry. No, we went, and I wouldn't, in fairness, all joking aside, I wouldn't wish it on any fan, if you like, you know, because yeah. we've been there as Leicester fans um, mm. twice. Well, one, you know, yeah. and, and came close to not existing at all. You guys were playing on a bloody uh, athletics pitch, weren't you, at one point, you oh, know? Yeah. And you got to, th- you, it's got to be a slow process, and you can't, you know, when, 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 the ties first came in. Pearson had just been sacked, and we brought Paolo Sosa in, and it didn't work out. And we went back and got Pearson back again. And of course, there was that famous victory, the famous game when we played Watford in the playoff semi-final. Hmm. When what 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 everybody calls the Troy Deeney match, you know, Knockout won the penalty. Yeah. Um, You'll you'll know obviously you'll you'll know yes. all about Anthony Knockart. Love love the guy to be honest with you. Absolutely love the guy. But he unfortunately said something about Leicester being a stepping stone for him, and that was it with Pearson. He he, he was finished. Yeah. But no, he won the penalty. 
he missed it twice. <laughs> he missed the rebound. <laughs> Deeney went up the other end and virtually last kick of the game, he got he, he got the goal. Now, that would have been very easy then for a club to have sacked the manager. Hmm. They didn't. They stuck with Nigel Pearson. And the next season, we went up with the most points we'd ever had. We have over 100 points. The mo- we, we broke virtually every club record going, the most away wins, the most wins. And it shows sometimes by sticking with managers, yeah. that can help. Burnley did it, you know, with, with Sean yeah. Dyche. They went down, they kept him, they came back up again. It's a stick or twist thing, isn't it? It's, it's, the right decision isn't necessarily definitely one thing or the other. You never quite know. And that, we that was want season... success yesterday. Don't, you know, we, we're starting mm. to feel that. And I sometimes have to pinch myself and say, look, come on, Chris, settle down now. You know, this is Leicester. You know, we're not, uh, we're not um, uh, Liverpool or anybody. But yeah, we, as fans, you get success, you want more. And you, and you want it all yesterday, you know. Mm. Absolutely. And that season you went up 2013-14. Interestingly, that was the, we, we actually did the double overview, which was a bit of an anomaly because you were dominant that season. Yeah. Um, we, I think we um, we got the, um, I think it was the 3-1 home win, which was quite a good result really for us at the time um, at the Amex. Um, and then of course in the return game, bizarrely, we won 4-1. Ajoa, I think, got a hat-trick, which I suppose indirectly led to um, him signing for you guys. Didn't oh, it? It certainly would yes. have I mean, attention. I love Ujo to bits. Um, he actually did a bit for me on my website. I did like favourite oh, position. And, and it basically yeah. was contacting ex-players or anybody you know, famous that knows Leicester and saying, just pick your, so you like, you, you know, your favourite match, your favourite goal, your favourite, you know, ground. So my five favourite things. And he was very, he very kindly did that. I did have to rewrite it for him, bless him, because it was English, but <laughs> lovely. And, and, and funny enough, in his first game, I met him at the petrol station afterwards. He was filling his car up. So, but I think the 4-1 was towards the end of the season. And I think we just yeah, won you'd... promotion. And I think there was a lot of drink involved. Yes, you were on the beach, definitely. The players, the players, let me put this, their their, their heads weren't probably there. And I think, you know, everybody... definitely felt a weirdly easy game, that, um, I have to say, which tells you all you need to know on that one. Yes, it does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The funny thing was that Nigel, apparently, the story is that Nigel Pearson went to his defenders and said, "Okay, lads, who did you hate playing against most as a striker? And they they virtually all said, Ujoa. Yeah, and he went right. Okay, and we went out and bought Ujoa. Yeah. And like I say, I love. I wish he'd. I mean, I, again, I was so so disappointed that he'd gone. But again, Claudio had made him promises that he didn't keep. And mm. yeah, I, I I loved it. I loved him to bits. I loved him to bits. Yeah. But yeah, he, he did too well against us. That was the problem. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, we loved him as well. Great player. Yeah, and got a hat trick for us in one match. He's got, yeah, he was a good player. Big big guy. Intelligent yeah. movement, good finisher. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine him being a difficult player to play against. Well, our record since that double we did um, was against you has been loss, loss, draw, loss, loss, draw, <laughs> loss, loss, loss. So um, you've had the better of us, it's safe to say, in recent times. We'll come I don't to think the, you've the, actually beaten us in the Premier League yet. No, that's right. That's yeah. that's correct, yeah. I did our Leicester Brighton preview show at, at seven tonight, and, and uh, yeah, I was looking at the stats, and I think we played you eight times, and you've... Uh, You've yet to um, yet to beat us. 
Yes, we which did. probably I... means you'll probably go and stuff us tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope so. Albeit, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think we did beat you in the top flight in the previous era. Of course, that's not Premier League era, but no. um, I think we had seventy nine to eighty three. Um, we well, seventy nine to eighty one were in the same division, weren't we? So, a couple of seasons. Um, out of interest for anyone, I think we had three wins out of the four. I think that's right. I'm trying to look through this. Um, right. I know one of them might have been a. Uh, oh, not sure actually. Oh, one of them was in the other division. Sorry, I'm looking at the other the other division. Yeah, I think we just had the. Um, I think it was the eighty eighty one season, wasn't it? Actually, yeah. Well, we I, did... you, I I I prefer the uh, the eight Premier League games that we've won six and drawn two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the older era. We only played you in one season and did the double. Well, looks like um, I prefer that one, Chris. I think we'll stick with that, shall we? <laughs> I can but go, you, you know. know. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Please don't. No. Um, <laughs> On the on the head to heads, I mean, look at head to heads recently. Quite a few of the games we've we've been playing, we've we've got quite favourable records. But against you guys, we've won thirteen. There's been seven draws. You've won eighteen overall. So you've got the edge on us in history as well. Although that really counts for nothing, does it? Really, it's only about this season. And it, uh, well, it doesn't at the moment. And you hmm. know, I mean, we let's let's do a funny team. To be honest with you, as in. Uh, certainly this season, like you know, and last season, would 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 I often they would the real Leicester turn up? Um, hmm. I just the last two seasons have been hard because there's been no fans there, and and we've gone out and you know last season we we beat Man City five two, we lost four one to Newcastle. You know that was oh. Leicester. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's that's why I say, will the real Leicester please stand up? It, it, you hmm. just don't know, and and this season. We've not particularly started well. We beat Wolves, we beat Norwich. Neither of them were great performances. We lost to West Ham, deservedly so. Um, that was annoying because they did the double overs last season, so we should kind of have known what, what to expect. Um, Man City, we lost 1-0. We defended really well. It was a case of, you know, putting the number 73 mm. bus in front of Casper. But um, <laughs> we lost 1-0, but we played really well. And last night, you know, we, we, we only drew with Napoli, but this is Napoli we're talking about. You know, this is, the, mm. like us, one point off being in the Champions League. You know, they've got the history. And, you know, to be two and it should have been three, but for VAR up against them, it's like, really? And some times we were just watching Leicester play last night and it was like, like watching Brazil. And I, and I don't say that lightly, but the little one-two passes... But unfortunately, we yeah. can't keep it up for 90 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned the aspirations of Brighton and Fulham and clubs like that mm. to, to potentially do what you've done. I mean, it, it is surreal that you did it. I mean, it was brilliant. It was so good that the, the league title win. And obviously, you've won the cup in the meantime and you've had some times going there was a few Europe. attempts to win the cup though in fairness it was our fifth <laughs> attempt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was pretty pleased on both counts, um, you know, the league and that cup. Yeah, really good to see a team that's not one of the very obvious, yeah. boring, same old names winning it. It's great to see. I think it gives, A, it's, it's good for the neutral in general, but it gives hope to clubs of teams of a certain size like Brighton, who I think ultimately, if you look at the, the general catchment area, size of stadium, size of yeah. fan base, naturally is, is about the same, I would say. We're getting 30 plus thousand. I, 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 and like, sort of I suppose it's because I'm a Leicester fan, but I like the underdogs. Mm. 
you know, it, it add, you know, if I mean, I know Newcastle. I think we were, we were drawing. I don't know what the score is now, but if Newcastle go down this season, as soon as them go down, then Brentford. You know, exactly. I, think, I like to see the exactly. little clubs do well, and I don't. I still don't count. You know, we we're not being allowed Leicester to be one of the big six. You know, in Sky's eyes, we never will be, um, and it is very much a Sky thing, the big six, because it's, it's the the clubs with money. Um, yeah. You know, we're not we're not necessarily dining at the at the top table, but we're just on the edge of it. You know, they've allowed us to sit at the end of the top table at the wedding and you know, <laughs> and look like we're we're part of it. But no, we're no, the plus ones, are we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. So I do like to see see the smaller mm. clubs do well, and and hopefully, you know, clubs look at us and we've got you know what it is like to be a Leicester fan at the moment is unreal. It, it so so is, and but we we've, we've been through hell to get there. As you guys, you know, you know what it's like. You know, say so you were, yeah. you know, playing. You, know, you didn't have a home fit for, for quite a few years, and it, it's nice when you get those good seasons. And you know, it, it it's the fact that sort of everybody's kind of taken Leicester to the heart in a way. You know, certainly on that season. You know, I, I lived. I was in Bournemouth working. And I was in, it was in my bank, and the woman behind the bank goes, "Oh, you're a Leicester because I got a, a coat on with a Leicester logo on." She said, "Oh, you're a Leicester fan." I went, "Yeah." She said, "Oh, yeah, Mares Vardy." I went, "Oh, yeah." I said, "Who do you support?" She said, "I hate football," <laughs> but she knew. <laughs> but that season, she knew everything about Leicester. And it was yeah. Like, it was unbelievable. Right. It, it really does capture the hearts of the British public in general, doesn't it? Yes. And the underdog story. We're very oh, much a, a nation of underdog lovers, absolutely. Yeah. And and it allows us to dare to dream, doesn't it? If Leicester can do it, I mean, it's ridiculous oh. odds. Uh, well, rather too ridiculous odds for the bookmakers in the end. Yes. But, um, yeah. yes. but it, it gives you, I mean, it's it just shows it's possible. Once in a while, something ridiculous might just happen. I mean, And they're, you they're, guys they're have strengthened from that, haven't you, as well? Yeah. And but the, the, but the big clubs sort of you know the the, the rumor is that you know what chairman of one of the big clubs sort of said that that's not happening again, you know and we know yeah. that we can't compete you know we can't go out and spend a hundred million pound on Grealish ninety four ninety five yeah. million pound on Lukaku we're not in that market but you know we're a lot better off than the Rochdale and Oldham and yeah. clubs like clubs like exactly. that exactly. So, you know, but you've been, because you've been you've been in the wars, so have we. Yeah. We can appreciate exactly. fully yeah. the joys of whatever level of success that's you can have it. within the that's Premier League, whether it be winning it or yeah. doing what we're doing and, and feeling yeah. like we're playing well and feeling safe. Right down to you know you can you can look at the Rochdale's, the Barrys, the Macclesfields, the Charlton's, the Blackpools, all all of these stories that've been there, Wrexham, Newport. There's all sorts, isn't there? Um, yeah. And you can relate to them because you know what it's like. You've but exactly. in our case. We nearly went out of the league. We didn't yeah. actually go in administration, but we did nearly go bust. Uh, very, very close to it. Um, we lost our grounds. We, we could have been homeless. We may not have been admitted into the National League, as it's now known, um, mm -hmm. should we have gone out that season. Um, we've been at the very despairing lows, and you guys have had your moments as well, haven't you? As you said, with admin and everything and else. I, I, and not... Living down here in Poole, like the nearest club mm. to, to us, Premier League, is Bournemouth. Yeah. And now, you know, I... Um... I can't support Bournemouth. I can't. It's because it's like having an affair. <laughs> when I first came down, I did support Paul Town because I live in Paul and, and they'll never play yeah. each other. So, but Bournemouth, no, I couldn't support. But I can remember, I came down 11, 12 years ago and I can remember the Bournemouth players being stood outside the pavilion with buckets collecting yeah. money 
and where they've gone to since then. And I think had Leicester not, I mean, a lot of Bournemouth fans actually thank me because they say the fact that you went on and won the league took so much pressure off Bournemouth because we would have that, and I think they would have been the story that season, having where they'd been to being in the Premier League. But nobody was interested in Bournemouth, and they just got on and they stayed up, and they've obviously gone back down now. But they built on that and stayed up a few years. Uh, but yeah, it, it's you've when you've been in that, and that's what annoys me. You know, I I, I fall, I've fallen out with a lot of Arsenal fans. This, this season. <laughs> I had a feeling Arsenal was about to get a mention. <laughs> yeah, and it, but it's just like. You've got you've got the sen- what I call the sensible Arsenal fans, yeah, and then you've yeah. got the younger Arsenal fans, and I don't mean that actually, but it's like, oh God, this is such a bad time. We're not in Europe for the first time in twenty years. It's the worst start we've ever had. Yeah. You know, excuse my French. No, I won't swear. I won't swear. But you know, <laughs> come on, wake up and smell. You've not been in the third tier. You've not gone out of business. You know, yeah. it, it. What you're going is. It's first world problems. I'm sorry, Arsenal. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I agree. And also, yeah. I mean, somebody mentioned on Twitter this week, Man United fans were saying, oh, it's great that we have, yeah, we feel so great what's going on this season because we've been in the trenches. And um, I put something on Twitter going, you haven't been in the trenches. We've been in the trenches. You, yeah. you were basically an officer who's got a mild headache on a Wednesday afternoon at HQ. Yeah. That's what you've had. We're yeah. the ones in the trenches getting our feet eaten off. I'm, just, I'm just thinking Blackadder now. And the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Stephen Fry character that was always in a nice, uh, nice building somewhere. Uh, I mean, yeah, they got relegated once, but they... They went a lot of years not winning anything. Um, and that, I think, shows you some... to Because I can remember those years when Liverpool were winning everything, that Man United went out and bought so many players, but not necessarily because they fitted into their system, but to stop anybody else buying them. And they never won anything, apart from the odd FA Cup. Um but that's oh not... yes, 1983, for example. Yes. Ah. Oh yeah. Sorry about that. I shouldn't. I didn't, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I didn't. I didn't think you in, in advance there. But you know, I mean, but so they haven't. No, like you said, they haven't been in the trenches. They've not even got their feet wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no mud on those boots, is there? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> even even on the football players' boots nowadays, with the pitches as they are. Well, exactly. But, yeah. I mean. You know, it's great. It's great to have the razzmatazz of all the big clubs there, and yeah, the Ronaldo's coming into the league. Obviously, it's great. You know, seeing those sort of players that you've seen as superstars for a, a generation or a decade suddenly might rock up to your place on a Saturday afternoon, or more likely yeah. a Monday night, or a <laughs> or a Friday night, um, or a Sunday afternoon, as as we're yeah, yeah in our case, yeah. Um, you know, but it is great to see those. But I do like the I like you. I like those stories. I want to see Brentford survive. Yeah. Um, as long as it's not at our expense, then absolutely fantastic. <laughs> well, to exactly. See them. Exactly. <laughs> I um, think they will though. I, I think there's one team yeah, that I always do. comes mm. up that just books it for a season or so. Sheffield United did it a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. Um Norwich kind never seemed to do it. But I know I can remember Blackpool. That season, funny enough, the season when we uh, we lost to Watford in the semis that we were talking about. I think Watford lost to Blackpool in the final. I think Blackpool went yeah. up and they were top of the league for a bit for a couple of weeks, you know. And all well done to them, you know. Um, it's yeah, it is good. It is good to see that and clubs like you say that you know that have been through it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris, I'll, I'm going to ask you your opinions in a minute on the, the game coming up this weekend. Um, just before I do, just to quickly backtrack as well, because I do like to ask people about their sporting history. You've mm. told me some of it, of course. You moved when yeah. you were 21 to down to um, Dorset, but you were um, obviously Leicester born and bred, I'm, I'm guessing. Yes. Um, yeah. when, did all, when did it all start for you, though? Was it your classic case of dad takes you to a game age four or five, six, seven years old, something like that? No, I mean, this was the thing. None of my family were into football. Ah. Um, and I just decided one night that I wanted to go and watch Leicester. And it was a pre-season game, and we were, we were playing um, Red Star Belgrade, as was then. They're something yeah. else, another thing. But when it was Yugoslavia, they were, they were Red Star Belgrade, and they were literally probably the, the Barcelona of their time. You know, they right. were winning everything. They did they, win a couple of European Cups, as was then. Uh, for younger for younger listeners, this is like all pre-Champions <laughs> League and Premier League. But this I mean, is quite a catch in that era then. Yeah, yeah it was It was uh, 70s, uh, uh, early 70s. Mm. I, was, I, mean, I was about, I can't remember. But anyway, and I went along and I, I was on my own and I, and I bought a ticket and I thought, oh, I'll just go and watch. It was Nottingham Forest, I think, were European champions. So it was around, around that sort of time. Red yeah. Star Belgrade had just played Nottingham Forest because they're doing a, pre, a tour of Britain pre-season. They just played Nottingham Forest and beaten them. So that kind of, you know, said how good they were. We played yeah. them and I think we beat them 3-0 and was a Jim Melrose hat trick. I know, I know. I remember walking along and, and a guy pulling up next to me in a car and going, what was the score? And I went 3-0. I went, oh, God, we let three in, did we? I went, no, no, we scored three. You know? uh, I think it was 3-0. But that, that was my first ever game. Um, and I started Leicester Till I Die quite late on. I probably must say about 12 years, just as I moved down, down to the South Coast. because I'd been all around the country with my job. And I started out writing a blog for another person, a guy who was running a blog called Silver Fox. And I wrote for him. I was doing one a week. And I thought, oh, I'm writing for him. I could write my own. So I I launched my own blog. It was was on a hosted blog site um, and called Lester Till I Die. And then, funnily enough, after a, a year or so, he couldn't do it any longer. So he asked me to take his over. So I took his over. And then it evolved into um, Facebook group and then Twitter and then uh, website. And then just, you know, a year ago, we just started doing the YouTube channel. Hmm. Oh, brilliant. And it's it's gone from strength to strength, no doubt. And uh, it's, it's great. It's, 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 kept good me, it's kept me busy during COVID. Let me put it that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of people have said, haven't they, that um, yeah. podcasts, either, either are proactively involved in them or listening to them, either way around, has been really good for the soul um, during these times. It's funny how many people that I, when I started doing this, I did this for, for COVID stroke medical reasons. And I'll, you know, I think most people can probably put two and two together and get four there. But the problem, the funny thing is, is in this last season there have been so many of these channels pop up which is a good thing but it's amazing how many people have started doing it for the same reason yeah yes exactly 
yeah, yeah. That's good. Well, it's great to hear, hear about your backstory. Um, obviously, this is Filbert Street, wasn't it? The uh, the, the, the old Filbert original Street, days yes. of Leicester. Yeah. Are you are you from Leicester itself, or were you from yes. somewhere near Leicester? No, no. I was I was born and bred in Evington, which is just like you know part of part of Leicester. So yeah, I'm a Leicester Leicester lad. Good lad. Good. Excellent. Brilliant. Um. Well. Um. We'll get on to the, um, the the game in a minute. Just one thing you did mention earlier, Derby. Uh, for anyone that um, doesn't know, um, this is the, we're recording this on Friday evening ahead of the game on Sunday. Um, Friday evening is the evening in which Derby have had to announce that they've gone into administration. They've been the subject of um, the price of football on most of their weeks on their podcast. Kieran Maguire, of course, Albion fan, and, and his lovely friend, Kevin Day, the uh, Palace fan. <coughs> Sorry for swearing, everybody. Um, <laughs> But it seems like more often than not, they're mentioned on there week after week. And, and, and as they say, if you get mentioned on here, it's usually not good news. That's been going on and on and on. Mel Morris, the owner, has been pushing for promotion and trying to spend a lot of money. And all sorts of shenanigans have gone on to do with the sale of the grounds themselves, and this, that and the other. They've spent a lot of money. They've made some questionable sackings over that car crash incident there seems to be nothing but bad publicity about derby and i can see i see you're suppressing a smoke there uh chris um quite nicely <laughs> oh, sorry not doing very well obviously <laughs> <laughs> but i mean this latest thing is admittedly because there's talk about the points deduction due to breaching financial fair play mm-hmm. which they're apparently they've been in negotiations to agree what that points total would be which presumably means they're compromising on something uh, talk of maybe a nine-point deduction, which would put them, as it stands, as we talk tonight, on minus two, if that were to be the case. But the twist is, today, this this evening, Friday evening, they've announced they've gone into administration. What that's going to mean, obviously, there's an immediate points deduction um, eligible, isn't it, uh, to start with. But yeah. what else is involved, uh, exactly what the circumstances are, we don't know. It's, it's literally just broken tonight. But how do you feel about that? Because obviously it's going to be mixed views because they're a rival, aren't they? Derby, Forest are the other rivals for you yes, guys, aren't they? Yes, they are. Um, having said that, you know, we're a club that went into administration. Uh, hmm. We were saved by Gary Lineker basically putting a consortium together, um, Emil Heskey, ex-player, putting money in. Um, and we nearly, nearly went bust a second time. Um, but Milan Mandrich, who had just sold Portsmouth, was convinced by Alan Birchner, who he knew, uh, who was an ex-player of ours, to come in and, and save us. Um, as much as the rivalry is there with Derby and with Forest and with a lot of clubs, Coventry, I wouldn't wish this on on any fan of any club, because mm. you know I've seen I you know I saw Berry go out of business last season, and I think it's disgusting. When you know this, when, when one club can buy one player for a hundred million pounds, and you've got clubs like Berry that are are going bust, I think it's disgusting. Yeah. So, and I wouldn't, you know, even even though it's Derby, I wouldn't want to wish that because I know what it feels like because our club was that close to it happening. And then what what do I do? Who do I support? You know, I mm. can't. It's not it's not sort of thing. Like, you know, oh, I've, I've lost, I've, I've just smashed my car up, I'll go and buy another one. You know, the insurance will pay yeah. me money. So, and, and they are always, I know it's overused a lot, but, and, and, but with Leicester, I know we're very much a community club, but these football clubs, you know, that they've had a rich history derby. You've got to question some of the decisions, you know. I mean, how much is Wayne Ro- was Wayne Rooney on a week when he came in, you know? How is he going to be 
the right manager in this situation when they sat the last guy? And then how many managers have they gone through? You know, you can't... Yeah. And I say this as a Leicester fan, and after we got rid of um, Claudio Ranieri, you know, we had Shakespeare, we had... Well, you know, we went through them quite quickly for, for, for a few years. Um, unless you're Chelsea, changing managers regularly just doesn't work. And, mm. you know, they, they, they've been in there. We beat Derby, you know, we, we, we call it the silence of the Rams when we beat Derby in the playoff <laughs> final at Wembley. You know, we'd, we'd lost three on, on almost on the trot playoff final, so we, we already deserved to go up. But you know what? If you, if you, if you fail, like I said to you off screen, you know, we, or, or earlier, it would have been so easy for us to get rid of Pearson at the end, you know, when he didn't, when we didn't beat Watford, but we stuck with him. And you've got to give managers time, and managers don't get time these days. And the, you know, Derby have had success in the past, but hang on a minute, you know, wake up, smell the coffee. Yeah. It's going to take you a while to get back up there. You've got to. You know, the best thing that happened to Leicester was going down to the third tier for the first time in our life because as a club we were in such a mess. You know, we weren't putting square pegs in round holes. We were putting hexagon shapes in round holes. It just, <laughs> and so I feel sorry for Derby. And I, I, I do sit, genuinely hope that they can be saved. Um, they will get the points deduction. And I apologise to every fan out there because that's Leicester's fault that every club gets a point deduction now. Because when we went bust, we got relegated and we went bust. And we went into administration and we came straight back up again. And everybody's favourite manager, Neil Warnock, just said, well, hang on, this, this isn't right. And so after yeah. that, if you, <laughs> as soon as you go into administration, you lose points. So I, yeah. I apologise on behalf of Leicester. That's right. Everybody. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yes. you yeah. reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, as I say, I don't wish them well. Obviously, I can't. But I do hope that they can come through this. And, you know, if they drop down to the, to the third tier, maybe that's what they need to do and regroup. You know, yeah. and I just hope that they can get like we did, get some decent owners come in and save them. As I just, I don't want to see any club go out of business for the fans. It, it, it's not, it's not nice. No, absolutely. And I mean, the aforementioned Kevin Day was doing fundraising gigs as a comedian for yeah. uh, for raising money to to help us survive. You know, so yeah. I think even amongst main fierce rivals, you can come together. At, really adverse times because you as you said you don't want the clubs to go bust yes you want to beat them every week and you want to see them yourself way ahead of them in the table or in the league or whatever but you don't want them to go bust no no no, but especially like you know for us two talking now we've Mm. been there you know what i mean and yeah and you know i i i I can remember sort of unfortunately when our owner died Mm. and you looked at the you looked at the ground and the, you know people were turning up and putting scarves up and there was Nottingham Forest scarves there, there was Derby Coventry scarves there, you know West Ham who, who we hadn't been getting on with for a couple of seasons were, were absolutely amazing because it was West Ham who we played, and you know messages I was getting on, in, in my group and, and and on Twitter and what have you and that football's bigger than rivalry rivalry is there. But football is football. And like I say, Derby, you know, fingers crossed that you will come out of this. And maybe you need to take a step back to go forward. But I do hope something is sorted out. Get rid of Rooney. Get in a manager that really knows what he's doing. And no disrespect to Rooney, but he's, 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 you, need, you need a manager that can manage at that level, that can, you know, knows what he's doing. 
Yeah, I think our man Rossinia, who's uh, the second in command, actually might be the man for the job. But uh, anyway, but you're, you're right about um, you know, the dedications. I mean, there you've got a foreign manager has come in, become the owner of a club, and has essentially overseen the success of those clubs' rival team. You know, the Forest fans and the Derby fans, and as you said, West Ham, they're, they're looking at a, a team that's, that's succeeding at their... Well, not to their detriment, but they they, they can look on jealously, should we say? Yeah. But for yeah. them to then come up and be big enough to go right, you know, this this transcends football. This is that, this is bigger than that. It's great to see that, really, isn't it? Yeah. You, you've you've got to have banter, um, and I, I'm very anti woke, anti snowflake, and, and and all this. Like you can't say this anymore, and you can't do the yeah. national anthem. God, it's football. It's a bit of fun, you know. It's a bit of banter, but that made me realise. That something you know, with, with it's the football community as a whole, you know, yeah, and yeah. um, it's about getting yeah. the balance right, isn't it? You say, as you say, you're not anti, you're anti woke and snowflake, but it's getting the balance right, it's not being too much one way or too much the other, no, it's just being no. respectful, decent, no. and and yeah. respecting the traditions of the game, respecting other people, all that sort of stuff. And that's why it's great to have these, these things. I mean, this is essentially the, the type of conversation that goes on in pubs on match days, isn't it? Exactly. What we're doing now. Exactly. Everywhere up and down the country, yes. the fans, big and small, and in terms of, you know, the size of club, you, you can just talk about what's been good, what's been bad, you know, yeah. have a joke, have a laugh, have a beer, and, or, or not if you're underage, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> which we, we almost are, aren't we, Chris? Yeah, yeah and uh, I think and... <laughs> that, that's the problem as well, I think, with a lot of, and no disrespect to a lot of young fans, but they don't know the pay. They don't know the pre-premier years. They don't know the pre-money years, if you like, you know, and mm. we went and, you know, you know, I can remember I lived in Blackpool for a couple of years and I went to their stadium, the old Bloomfield Road, before it was done up and, you know, walking out the toilet and my feet were squelching. You know, it, it, <laughs> they haven't, you know, they, they, they think of the Premier League as it is. It's not their fault. If it's just the, the era that they've come into. But it is it is a different world these days. And some, I think I don't think there's the humility about with a lot of fans that, uh, that they're in the younger fans now. No, no. I think you're right. Um, that game tonight, Newcastle leads as we're recording on Friday. Uh, it's just literally as we speak, gone into full time. Uh, it's one all. So I'm quite happy with that. That's quite good from a Brighton point of view. Both teams are below yeah. us. They've, they've both dropped points. I think Newcastle are in trouble probably this season. But so uh, I, uh, I, 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 I'd got them down for 17th, 18th, you know. Yeah. And I've got yeah. to be honest, and again, I feel sorry for Newcastle fans. Because they've got a manager they hate. Uh, yeah. I mean, we 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 had Puel who we 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 didn't like, you know. But we did. I, I don't. I wouldn't say we hated him, but we just didn't like his tactics. But it's only when managers sometimes have gone that we think actually he put this in motion for um, yeah. for Rogers to come in. Uh, and I've got an owner that they absolutely has no interest in the club whatsoever, yeah. you know. And and but. Like I say, you know, if it means Brentford can stay up, I'm quite happy to see Newcastle go down. Yeah, I think in in one sense they've overstayed the welcome in terms of the fact they've they've been treading water. They've been a bit lucky to survive. When we played them, I thought they're a really poor team. Somehow they pluck out results, um, but whether mm. they'll do it this season, we don't know. And um, well, more on that, I, I suppose maybe for another time. But mm. in terms of the game of the weekends, just a quick word on this. So it's it's the Albion versus Leicester, two p.m. Sunday kickoff at the Amex. Um, are you able to get to the game? I, I don't know if you're able to get down, are you, for this one? To be honest with you, 
I, I probably could have done. I've my, my we, we, I, I'm not. I'm not. I haven't got season tickets. Haven't got um, uh, uh, um, as I say season tickets, but I have got a membership. And this season, there's, there's quite a few. Certainly for home games, we've been able to get, you know, some tickets have gone on sale because we've not been filling the ground out. Because I think it's, a lot of people mm. are still a bit a bit wary with the old COVID yeah. thing and what have you. Yeah. And we're yeah. actually talking with my son, because my son and uh, and his girlfriend have got memberships as well, that we might be going to Brentford away, which is our next away game. But we didn't yeah. think in time quick enough because we got memberships so we could get tickets for the Community Shield. Um mm. And uh, but yeah, so no, unfortunately, I, I, I'm not. No, no, and that's a shame. I would have bought you a beer, but uh, maybe another. Oh well, time. I'm off. Right, no, I'll, I'll see if I can still get one. <laughs> we just come come to the come to the Bryan area in general. The beer yes. and dough. Yeah, well, my, my son still lives there. One of my sons still lives in Brighton. He's kind of oh, yeah. in Brighton as well. And uh, I've, I've gone. I've never actually been. So it's a, quite a close kind. I've never actually been to the Amex Stadium, so I must visit it soon. All right, yeah, yeah, maybe next season then. Yes. Hopefully, we'll both be. I'm pretty sure we'll both be in the division. We'll see. In terms of the game at the weekend, I mean, we've, we've talked about the recent history. We've not beaten you in the Premier League. You've had the best of the games that we have had. We've, we've not had too many draws, even. Um, not so bad at home. We've got an okay record at home against you. But how do you see this one going? Because you've, you've got some great players. You've been a little bit hot and cold early, early season. Obviously, you've got potent threats in the in the shape of the likes of Vardy. Ianacho, is he is he available yeah. at Ianacho? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's caused us both of them, of course, his problems. Tielemans, of course, Madison in the past, although he's been not really um, figuring too heavily this season, has he? Um, in terms of um, being a shining light, but um, you've got a lot of good quality throughout the team, haven't you? Um, how do you see this going, and and how's the season been as well so far for you? I'm worried, if I'm honest with you, um, because you are due. A win. Um, mm. There's a couple of football teams have proven to me that I absolutely know nothing about football. West Ham is <laughs> one, and Brighton is the other. Because, right. you know, and I know we're only we're only four games into the season, but I did I did have you as again sixteenth, seventeenth, and at the moment you uh, you booking the trend, you know, and uh, and, and Potter's um, is it Graham Graham Potter, isn't it? I was yeah. Harry, that, that would be magical if you had him, but, <laughs> you know. Uh, sorry, it's an old one. I'm sure you get it a lot. No, but... we, well, we, we had to, he's grown a beard, and we did have one of the episodes called Harry Potter and the Goblets of Ale. We did. So <laughs> I, I like it. Like it. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, go on. He, yeah. He, he was linked with Spurs and everybody, but, you know, and I say it's only four games in, but. I, we we've got a good squad. We we haven't had the squad depth. We've managed to we bought players in. We've had a fantastic window. For me, the window transfer window was a ten out of ten. Um, we've not sold anybody. You know the big that we that we didn't want to. Uh, so we've held on to all the players, but we have blown hot and cold. You know we've we've beaten Wolves and we've beaten Norwich, as we said early, but neither of them were brilliant performances. You know, if Wolves had had, you know, managed to remember to bring the, the shooting boots with them, they'd have probably got a point. Norwich was too old, but quite rightly, the VAR are knocked it off. Mm. As, um, West Ham stuffed us, you know, I think uh, I think in that game, Antonio's cardboard cutout could have scored against us. We were, we were <laughs> awful. Um, Man City, we were unlucky. We played better. Mm. Um, but... Uh, <sighs> 
we did. We did park the bus a lot, but again, Varney had one that was cancelled at um, VAR offside by a toenail. Had that been allowed, it might have been a different result, but we lost 1-0. But we played, we played better. We played well last night, although it was a draw. So, I, I can say I'm just not sure. I look at this game, and no disrespect to Brighton, you know, at the start of the season, I'm old school, but I'd look and say, right, should beat that team. Yeah, we might get a draw with that team. And we're not going to beat that team, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and you do that. And this is this is a game that we should win. And no disrespect to Brighton, but on, on where you finished last season and probably the seasons before, we should beat you. Yeah. That's not to say that we will, you know, and you're having a, a good season uh, so far. You're above us, for example, but we are only well, four games in. But if we want to really take that next step that everybody says that we're capable of, we've got to win games like this. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, on, on that. on that If note, we will yeah, or not, absolutely. like I say, we'll see on Monday night when we chat then. <laughs> yes. Yeah, do explain I'm going on, on your podcast on Monday, uh, yes. in case anyone's wondering why we've just mentioned Monday. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I know I agree with you. you. With your aspirations, your current position, your current profile, yeah. which is certainly raised above what we're talking about in terms of catchment areas and size of club yeah. and everything, you've got that extra profile at the moment and you've got that certainly the extra quality in your squad, great manager. Um, that, yeah, you should be, certainly should be having to win these mm. sort of games. Uh, also based on the previous history of the, the matches between us, yeah. you should be looking at this as a win. Absolutely. I agree with you. And yeah. whether you will, I've got no idea. I mean, you've been hot and cold. We've had some good results. We had nine points out of 12. The only game we lost was was the only team where we've really been challenged, to be honest. And I do think Everton was a better incarnation of Everton than we've seen in the past. We've mm. we've had the better of them at the Amex. We've had, um, I think it's, um, it's definitely one win and one draw. I can't remember what the other results were, but they've not beaten us until this season at yeah. the Amex. Um, but they were looking better than they had done previously. Mm. You guys have looked as good as that before, and we've sometimes taken a result of a draw sometimes we haven't yeah. looking at it i would say i last week talking to to the brantford fan billy i was saying i'm actually thinking hopefully for a draw in this game i'm thinking hopefully for the draw yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing yeah. i i think I, i'd be certainly happy with the draw from this game i think most albion fans whether they're listening to this podcast or otherwise would would agree with that i think i don't want to speak for everyone but i would imagine most fans would be happy with that Based on what you've said, you know, the fact that you guys are looking for a win here. You're a team that comes here for the win, not for a draw, and they'll take the win if they can, but a team that comes for the win. So on that basis, we'd, we'd certainly take the draw. Um, could we even pull off a win? Yeah, of course we could. Anything's possible. Yeah. I don't see it personally. I know you're worried a little bit about the overdue for a win thing, but I think I, you, I play, see, you play I better see against us at the Amex than you do at the King Power. You know. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we uh, last season, in fact, that game at uh, the 3-0 at your place was the only time all season where we were completely and utterly out of the game. Mm. We weren't in that at all. We, we were second best. We weren't up for it, but we also were outclassed. It was a combination of the two yeah. things. Um, every other game last season, some of them we lost to big clubs or whatever, but we were in the games. And that was literally the only game I could think of um, where we were just not in it at all, um, purely because the other the opposition were too good, and yeah. So I'm glad 
this with this early run of good form that we've got you at home rather than away um whether that will help us i don't know but I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go with a one all i don't know if you do predictions as well chris oh, you, would you God, do i do, do predictions think? yes i um <laughs> i funnily enough i have um i do a prediction league um as well for lesser till i die but also on on the website shameless plug number two lesser till i die.com uh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead yeah. <laughs> you gotta get them in you gotta get them in no i do i do one with some ex-players so there's me and five ex-players and we all every week predict just the league go scores um it, it's a bit of a mixed bag um steve linux he's gone for a two two nil to you but then oh he, yes, but he came bottom of the league last year. And, <laughs> oh, no. yeah. yeah, so every I'm time we so predicted a Leicester win, we lost. So, you know, don't, <laughs> don't get too excited by that. Um, Ian Wilson and Ian Marshall have gone 2-2 and 1-1 respectively. Uh, Jerry Taggart, Steve Walsh and myself, I'm afraid we've all gone 2-1 to Leicester. Because we've yeah. got it, we we can concede a goal. That's the thing with Leicester. You know, we, we you know our defence at the moment, Kagler Sunshu, he he's just not his, his confidence is shot at the moment. Yeah. Um, he's had some bad games. Yeah, he, he played bad. He got sent off for Turkey in the international break, and he's moved him from left to right centre back, which has improved him a little bit. But he's just, like I say, you know, when a player gets onto a bad run of form and, you know, he, he, they just can't shake it out, you know. And fortunately, we haven't got the options at the moment to, to sort of give him a couple of games off because we haven't got a lot of defenders that are fit at the moment. But, um, yeah, you do, we've got a goal. We've got a, a conceding a goal in us. But I think I, I, I've, I've gone for 2-1. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, if, if it's not a one-all, I suspect it might be a two-one actually. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's see. Let's see how it goes. We will, of course, reconvene on Monday on your podcast. So, um, yeah. just once again, if anybody wants to check that out, not because I'm on there, probably it's a reason not to actually, but but, uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but in general, but for, for your preview one that you've already done and for the review one that's coming up, just to, once again, how do they find that, uh, Chris? On YouTube, it is Lester Till I Die TV. Okay, great, and it's available on all good podcast suppliers as well. And on podcast, yeah, you, yeah, it's on, uh, yeah, the Spotify, the Amazons, the Apple, iTunes, yeah, it, it's yeah. on all of those. Just search again, Lester till I, it's Lester till I die on the podcasts, but I had to go Lester till I die TV on YouTube. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. brilliant, yeah, and you've got the microphone cover to prove that as well i can see well, as well yeah before, well, before i before i stopped working due to health reasons i had a bit of money and i kind yeah. of yeah i it's not unfortunately they're not cheap <laughs> but uh, it was just me yeah. indulging myself a little bit why not know? it looks good it looks good yeah. along with as i said the background as well yeah. brilliant well chris thank you very much for joining us you've given thank you for given having me on time it's been yeah. really good maybe we'll do this again later in the season um, Definitely. Neither yeah, of us have had our having me on, and good luck for the season apart from uh, Monday. <laughs> uh, Sunday, I mean. Sorry. Sunday, Sunday, yeah, Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday at two, everybody. In case you're wondering, yeah. yeah, yes, no, it's been brilliant. Thanks, thank you for coming on, Chris. It's been a pleasure, and nice we'll see you again. Me. Excellent. And I'm going to sign off in the usual way on this podcast by saying, "Stand or fall, up the Albion." Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.